Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And, oh yes, the live audience is considerably larger than the norm as we are doing the live simulcast, at least for the first hour, 
with the fine folks over at WCETFM. So glad to be uh, emanating across the airwaves in South Carolina, Columbia, to be precise. And of course, worldwide at WCETFM.com and the app, which if you haven't checked out the app yet, what are you waiting for? Come on, guys. Get on over there and uh, be supportive. So we're on live on WCET. Uh, the show is also being recorded for uh, later rebroadcasts, and the show is also rebroadcast on other great radio stations across the country, all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. In fact, we're talking about great stations like KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. We are talking about the aforementioned WCET. We're also talking about KDIL, 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington, and, of course, KOII 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona. Beyond that, we also have considerable people listening at various platforms where they listen to podcasts. So, yes, indeed, if you're listening at Spreaker or Spotify or iHeartRadio and iTunes and Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and all these other wonderful, awesome, different locations, and you're listening there. Thank you so much wherever you're listening from. Glad to have you on board. Uh, be sure to share the show. Be sure to follow the show. Be sure to tell people about the show. All right? That's that's how things grow. <laughs> want to give a quick shout-out to the folks hanging out with me in the BTR chat room. We've got Chief, host of Simple Facts of Life. He uh, did not have his usual broadcast on Tuesday, which I, I regaled people with the story of how I uh, had probably the best Tuesday I've had in a while. Uh, last few weeks, at any rate, uh, trying to get onto the broadcast platform. Managed to get home in time, wasn't having to race to beat the clock. I had plenty of time to sign in and listen, and then, oh, wait, there's there's no show. And there's a little message that said, no show today. And I'm like, aww. And I was so sad <laughs> I was, because it's the first time in a while that I was like, okay, plenty of time to make everything happen just the way I want. <sighs> now, that may also be part of why Tuesday worked out so much better for me getting signed on into my own stuff. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's a, a tricky mistress, this BTR thing. But uh, uh, also a quick shout-out to Robert, who's hanging out with us in the uh, WCE chat room, as well as Casey and Michael Vera. I just got that memo right here. So glad to see you guys hanging out with us. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Cage is also telling me 1.9 million listeners on Friday. Ooh, don't get nervous, I'm being told. Uh, you know, if I stop to think about it, uh, I might. But tonight is Friday. I'm, I'm in the mood to, to relax, kick back, not be overly concerned about anything. Uh, I got all my worry out this past Wednesday when uh, the Wednesday night show was nearly 45 minutes late because of technical glitches between BTR and Skype. Nothing wanted to work properly, and I was fortunate to be able to get things going. So today, today's Friday. So let's just enjoy it, shall we? Um, I if you're at the BTR uh, platform, you're looking at the uh, show description, and you're like, what the heck, dude? Well, it's because there's so many different things going on. I don't know where to even start. I, so I decided I would just kind of randomly bounce from topic to topic, and we'll kind of take it from there. Um, guess the best place to start, since this is supposed to be news and political, 
Uh, we'll start with uh, the House passing a massive spending package, you know, in an attempt to avoid a shutdown. Because at this point, we certainly don't want the government shutting down going into an election. That'd be bad, right? Okay, so the House of Representatives, which we all know is overseen by Queen Nancy Mimi Pelosi. Uh, the, the House passed literally a massive bill, $259.5 billion spending package. Passed it today, Friday. It, it's July 24th. It's 2020. July 24th, today, passed 259.5 billion dollars just to try to avoid a possible government shutdown before the November election. Package was passed in a 224 to 189 vote. The package includes four bills which would help budgets at the Departments of State, Interior, Agriculture, Veterans Affairs, and a few other agencies, at least this according to Politico. The package includes $12.5 billion in emergency funding for veterans' health care. The Environmental Protection Agency, as well as the Interior Department, would receive more than $9 billion. Another $4 billion would go to the Rural Development Programs. Yeah, I, I, guys, how many of you folks out there right now listening to the sound of my voice, hearing me, live in a rural area? Because you know, I, I'm a dweller of the rural areas. I'm outside of major cities. In fact, I'm outside of the minor cities in my county out here. So I'm wondering, uh, could you just pass some of that cash directly to me, Nancy? I, I might consider changing – okay, no, I couldn't. Sorry, I, I can't lie that bad. It doesn't matter how much of the money Nancy might offer me. I am not going to bring myself to vote for a Democrat in the upcoming elections. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought I could get away with kidding. Thought I could, Not on that one. I can't joke about that. I'll vote Democrat plenty uh, you know, after I'm dead, and my name keeps popping up on the voter rolls for some reason. But not until then, Nancy. Not until then. All right, so uh, we still have more than $3 billion that they plan on sending to the uh, FDA. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just really wild. Now, the Senate, of course, is likely to shut down the legislation as it criticizes President Donald Trump and would bring back funding for the World Health Organization, which, as we all stood up and applauded when Donald Trump back in late May said no mas when it comes to cash going to the WTO from the United States. Uh, the passage does, in fact, come as Democratic leaders rejected Republicans' $1 trillion coronavirus stimulus package on Thursday, saying that it was, quote, a partisan bill that would never become law. So naturally, Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Schumer both criticized the legislation, saying it doesn't go far enough. Why? Because Republicans actually wanted to say we want to help people that need help, but we don't want to go any further down that rabbit hole. This isn't a time to just continue to pile onto the national debt. This isn't the time to pretend like we shouldn't be doing other things with this money. <laughs> Looking in the chat room, uh, Cajun says, if I get another stimulus check, it'll go to my new flooring, which I'm putting in on Labor Day weekend. 
from a previous stimulus check. <laughs> so yeah, and that's I kind of like getting a nice check from the government because I'm usually one of the people that I pay in, I pay in, and because of having dependents, which kind of ends for me after this year because uh, my youngest just turned 18 today. And man, that's just a kick in the pants when you're like, my youngest child, my baby, my daughter, 18. Where did the freaking years go? What just happened? That's not possible, but it, it happens to all of us. So now I'm probably going to be transitioning from the, okay, barely getting a little back to, holy crap, I got to pay in. Uh, how can I fix that? I don't earn enough money to have to pay into the government. But, of course, according to Democratic standards, there's no such thing. After all, it is all their money, and we should just be happy they let us keep any of it. It's not the first time you've heard that. You know why? Because Democrats have been saying it for a while. Maybe they don't always use that verbiage, but that's what they say when they talk about, oh, tax cut is creating deficit spending. No, spending more than you're taking in is what's creating deficit spending. How about you tax less and try not to spend as much because the federal government's not supposed to be <laughs> you know, doing all those crazy things. But hey, there it is. The House is trying to move forward. They're trying to avoid a shutdown. I'm not impressed. They were trying to even – at this point in the day, uh, trying to just go about the business of insulting Donald Trump and uh, saying, OK, here's some money for some uh, p folks that probably don't really need it, but we're going to do it anyway, and we're going to tell you Orange Man bad in the process. Why the heck not? And Nancy Pelosi, standard modus operandi. And for those of you who are slightly left of center, if you want to take a moment, I'll pause just a second to let you Google that so you can find out what that means. What does what, that mean? <sighs> All right, so now the Google moment is up. It is time to move on. Uh, something I am quite certain is driving some of the folks on the left nuts at this hour. Seems like there's been some kind of shakeup over at the CDC. Uh, they're not being nearly as combative with Donald Trump or the Trump administration or any of the things that the Trump administration is saying. In fact, the CDC officially says that students need to go back to school. Duh. Now, of course, between certain teachers' unions, uh, various parts of the country, like <clears throat> most of them, uh, and uh, a large number of kids who just mm, would rather not go back to school, I, there's been a major push to say, no, we can still do the, the distance learning, which didn't work very well. Now, I will, I will grant some leeway here. It is not as if these school systems had really put much time or effort into getting ready to do the distance learning to try to finish out the school year. They, they had very little warning. They were working on the fly. They just didn't have time and resources devoted to it. So they put together stuff in a very short amount of time. So you would expect there would be some logistical issues. So I'm not actually uh, meaning to sound overly critical of the school system when I talk about this, but at the end of the day, it's pretty clear that the distance learning thing is not something that really works well for most 
students. Now, there's some that will excel at it and uh, probably even better off doing it. They don't have to put up with bullying or other things that the mean kids in the class might do. But for most people, you learn your social interactions. You learn to pick up on social With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Use. And not to mention the fact that a lot of folks have been pointing this out lately. It's kind of hard for the leftists to argue against it. A lot of students in a lot of places across this great nation have become dependent on reduced or free meals. Not just lunches. We hear the, the word lunch thrown around a lot. Well, they serve breakfast there too. And some school systems even give a little bagged meal as they head out. So some kids literally are getting three meals a day from the school system. Beyond that, uh, guidance counselors and teachers are also picking up on instances of abuse taking place at home. We've been led to believe that this is an important aspect of the public school system. We've been told for years that we needed to give more and more money, more and more of our hard-earned taxpayer dollars to the school systems in order for them to pay higher salaries for people who were doing things other than educating our children because it was vital. And in truth, I will admit, and not even begrudgingly, I will admit there have been several instances throughout the most recent years where students, where children were saved from bad situations because someone in the school noticed. So since we've had these arguments now, I, it's certainly not been near as successful as they tout. I don't believe it's as that important as they would make it out to be. And I certainly, certainly think it probably happens just as easily with the teachers noticing as opposed to any other uh, staff or any other personnel. So the additional budget for additional roles to be performed within the school systems, eh, just let's get some more uh, resource officers. Yes, in this age of canceling the cops, the best thing you could actually put in the schools are a few more police officers. It would be a good idea. But at any rate – a lot of folks have been using that argument against the stay-at-home and distance learning. In fact, I threw out from the very beginning, and I've heard several people say something very similar. Uh, why don't we take this opportunity to get the kids in school? But if you do have teachers that happen to be in high-risk categories, then let them do the distance learning, uh, do the distance teaching. And then have an assistant at some level, whether it's a freshly minted teacher who's not ready to have a class of their own set in and they're not actually teaching the class, but they're overseeing what has to be physically done, you know, like passing out tests or uh, doing the grading or, you know, what, whatever needs to be done in person can be done in person with someone who's not at a high risk group. 
and let the teacher get to keep their job. I'm not trying to run anybody off. Now, there's probably some teachers that have no business being in that business. But if you're a great teacher, I want you to keep teaching as long as you feel compelled to do it. And if that means doing it from a distance, then I think we can work around that. But the kids should be back in school. But despite all that, despite all that, the Centers for Disease the, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, although we just call them CDC, we ignored that P for some reason. <laughs> the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they released new guidance again today, Friday, July 24th, warning about severe consequences to children if school does not reopen for the in-person class in the fall. The CDC's update guidance now aligns with recommendations made by the American Academy of Pediatrics, which endorsed school reopenings with limited exceptions last month. The new guidance also resolves what many had said was a conflict between the White House and the CDC on the safety of in-person learning amid the pandemic. Quoting here, the best available evidence from countries that have opened schools indicates that COVID-19 poses low risk to school-aged children, at least in areas with low community transmission, and suggests that children are unlikely to be a major driver of the spread of the virus. Now, I'm going to step back from that for just a second and remind everyone, we've been hearing over the last couple of weeks these new studies that came out that people like uh, Wake Up New Orleans have been popping in my uh, chat room and saying, that's a lie. No, no, it's not a lie. We've been hearing these studies, multiple studies from different places outside of the United States, uh, stating that uh, children who do catch COVID and spread it around a little bit still aren't that likely to be active spreaders of the virus. They don't spread as quickly from children under the age of 14. Now, why that is, they haven't deduced that to this point, or at least they haven't released it if they have a suspicion. But ultimately, it seems like if you're 13 or younger, the odds of you catching it may be the same as just about everybody else's, but the odds of you passing it along, even if you engage in <clears throat> unsafe behavior, you know, failing to social distance, failing to wear a mask when you fail to social distance, uh, whatever, even if you're engaging in risky behavior, you're not as likely to spread the virus even if you're symptomatic. Now, that's not to say that it can't happen. That's not to say that it won't happen, but they are saying that the risk of it is much, much lower amongst that age group. So, again, going back to the this guidance saying that uh, children are unlikely to be a major driver in the spread of the virus. So the CDC also uh, concluded in its guidance that, quote, reopening schools creates opportunities to invest in the education, well-being, and future of one of America's greatest assets, our children, while taking every precaution to protect students, teachers, staff, and their families. Of course, Donald Trump, the Donald He's been pushing for schools to be uh, opened in the United States. He's been pushing for the resumption 
of uh, in-person learning literally as soon as possible, even threatening to strip federal funding from school districts that refuse to open back up in the fall. The president has said that schools would be allowed to remain closed in coronavirus hotspots without facing those repercussions. But if you're not in a hotspot, if you want to continue to get federal funds, you need to be open for business. Now, I kind of fall on uh, the, uh, the the double-bladed, uh, double-edged sword here because on the one hand, yes, schools should be open. But on the other hand, I don't know that we really want schools to reopen because, number one, most of the public schools still serve very little purpose except to indoctrinate our children into leftist ideology. I think we all could do without that. Even the leftist among us could do without uh, the further spewage of leftist indoctrination because they're not even indoctrinating leftist ideas like they did when we were back in school. Now they're full on, it's not even okay to be a liberal. You must be full-on socialist, Marxist, leftist, or you're going to be canceled. So I've said it before. A genuine liberal? I can get along with a liberal. When you're talking classical liberal, and isn't it a shame we have to use the adjective classical? I like using the term liberal to describe anybody on the left, but we can't do it anymore if we want to be accurate because these people aren't liberals. They're just not. I don't even know why it's a question. Why is anybody having trouble understanding? The folks that are still somewhat liberal in their nature are the folks that signed off on this letter warning about the dangers of cancel culture, which they were immediately canceled, except, of course, for J.K. Rawlings, which she's far too wealthy to be canceled. Kind of the same thing with Trump, and, and the media still hasn't figured that out yet. Why can't we destroy this man? Because you played no role in making this man. Could you destroy Mitt Romney? Yes, yes, you could. I'm looking at you, KYAH, and all your great listeners. Could you destroy Mitt Romney? Could the media demolish, destroy, and demean Mitt Romney? Yes, without mercy if they chose to. But Mitt plays patty cakes with the media just enough to avoid it. He's going to tell you, I, I, I'm a conservative but I hate Donald Trump, and so that's enough to just barely be allowed to continue to exist. But could they destroy him if they wanted to? Oh, yes, most definitely, because despite all of Mitt Romney's efforts, despite his quite impressive resume before getting into politics, and I'll acknowledge it, quite an impressive resume before getting into politics, a reasonably impressive resume as he rose through the ranks in Massachusetts, he still is a creation currently of the media. They are what's made him a force to be discussed. I mean, otherwise, why would anybody talk about Mitt Romney except to say, eh, why did we vote for this guy? Of course, you know, I... I will not take any of the responsibility for that. You guys out there in Utah, I warned you. I warned you then. I told you you don't need the carpetbagger coming in, pretending to be one of you, trying to play like he's got conservative bona fides when 
The only thing he had going for him then is he had ran for president and got upended by the media by virtue of having binders of women. What? Now, I will grant that's probably not the best turn of phrase. I've literally got binders full of women looking to fill jobs. Ah, okay. Now, we get what you're trying to say, Mitt, and unfortunately, because you've been on that end of it, you should. And, you know, I'm just saying this out loud for the benefit of those who haven't already thought about it. You actually should be way more sympathetic to Donald Trump's cause because Donald Trump is not a bad guy. I know that's not what you're going to get from the media. He's just, and I've said this a bunch, and I'm going to continue to say it, he's just an imprecise communicator. That's all. He's never had to be as precise as a mainstream media that wants to destroy you would require. And you know what? Because of that imprecision, he's played very well to the American public. The media can't figure it out. Why can't we destroy this man? Because you didn't make him. The press didn't make him. The media didn't. He's he's always used the media to his benefit. He was beloved, beloved by leftists before. He decided to run with an R at the end of his name. And at the end of the day, it still comes down to the fact that Donald Trump was rich enough to not be swayed by these people, and he still believes in America. And that's why his imprecise communications haven't hurt him with the voting block. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Bigfoot real quick, too. <laughs> Bigfoot. Of course, he's a blogger extraordinaire. You can check out his stuff over at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. And uh, I uh, <laughs> I chuckled because just as I was saying that, Bigfoot made a comment in the chat room saying that uh, I understand that Bill Clinton was quite interested in those binders full of women. Uh, yeah, I kind of thought he had a, had a different hookup for that going down to uh, Pedophile Island with the guy who didn't hang himself. But at any rate… Uh, as I am being reminded by crazy Cajun in the chat room, it is about that time. So let's take that mid-hour break, and we will start it off with a little Edwards notebook. We'll do a songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. And in the meanwhile, I will try to determine whether or not I want to even bother with a voter apathy project because quite honestly – I don't know that we need a voter apathy project. The apathy is being shown on the streets with all the dangers. You guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. The silent majority in the United States today is completely useless and is now part of the problems plaguing society. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, while beautiful cities like Seattle, Portland, and the greatest city in the world, New York City, less than a year ago, were attracting millions of tourists from around the United States and the world. Jobs were plentiful, and life seemed good and getting better. But there, those on the political left were lurking in their dark, hellish holes, waiting for the right time to begin their demonic mission of riotous destruction of our cities. With no resistance, 
from the police or the so-called silent majority of law-abiding gun owner citizens who have endured burned-out businesses, blocked intersections, murders, rapes of both adults and children. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yet the Wimpus Americanus Apologeticus silent majority remains silent and unwilling to defend our republic from the BLM Antifa Soros barbarians who will not stop ruining America until America stops them. The so-called silent majority better silence the barbarians before the barbarians silence America permanently. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins for your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. Did you know that the VA drastically expanded telehealth during the pandemic? Telehealth allows you to stay in your home and visit with the doctor. Prior to the outbreak of the epidemic, the VA system conducted about 2,500 telehealth video sessions daily. Today, it's increased a thousand percent with more than 25,000 telehealth calls every day. Here's your veterans tip of the day. Make contact with your local VA facility and find out how you can enroll in telehealth. It'll improve the quality of your care. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us Veterans Tip of the Day. You're listening to WCET-FM on a Friday night. I listen to WCET every day because it's the most tremendous radio station in America. You heard the man. Nothing better. WCET FM. Talk radio like no other. This is Tim Tapp on behalf of the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Are you someone that believes that Roe v. Way is settled law? Perhaps you think that man-caused climate change is settled science. Do you believe that CNN is the most trusted name in news? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. 
you've already demonstrated that you don't care enough to learn that the Supreme Court has reversed itself on multiple occasions. You've also demonstrated the fact that you don't care enough to learn, well, anything about science. In fact, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then maybe you should just continue to settle for fake news. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, maybe you should just stay home on Election Day. Time has come for the teaching of original identity. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, we all know that God created man and formed woman. God also created people of different looks and skin tones. We the people had nothing to do with how God created us. On the other hand, God gave us the ability to choose between right and wrong, how to live, etc. So when the creators of the homosexual pride rainbow flag decided to redesign their flag and add black and brown people to their choice-based struggle. As an American who happens to be brown-skinned, I am asking those choosing their unnatural lifestyle to not include black and brown people in their effort to force their unnatural lifestyle down the throat of American society. Our Constitution recognizes our inalienable rights, all of which come from God. Since God originally identified us as either man or woman, please refrain from using black and brown people to legitimize your chosen unoriginal identity. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break. While I am on the topic, not that I was before, but it seems like a reasonable place to roll in. We just heard the Edwards Notebook. Uh, Ron Edwards will not be on with you live on Sunday. Yes, I know. Very, very sad. Now, as as sad as that is, yes, WCET listeners is tragic as that is it gets worse it gets a lot worse because instead of ron edwards the ron edwards american experience will still air and it will still be live but somebody else is going to be sitting in the chair someone else is going to be sitting behind the microphone somebody else other than ron edwards so now already it's gotten worse but wait there's more that someone else is going to be me or at least that's the plan at this moment in time. Uh, <laughs> I don't imagine that will change. Now, there have been other occasions where Ron has asked me to fill in, and then his schedule changed and something happened. And then uh, instead of filling in, I ended up uh, just being a guest, and he was the host of his own show. Imagine that. Uh, but as of right now, all expectations, I'm expecting to be on with him. Now, the other piece of information, though, is also starting Sunday – 
I'm going to be taking a week-long hiatus from doing Tap Into the Truth. So we're going to be uh, hearing a lot of replays, not going to be doing the live stuff next week. I'm going to take a little bit of a break myself. So officially, no Tap Into the Truth starting on Sunday upcoming. But I will be pulling one more hour. And uh, if all goes as planned, I may, with Ron's permission, go ahead and upload uh, that particular broadcast on the uh, Tap Into the Truth stream here. Uh, I've got to talk to him about that. I haven't okayed it yet, and I'm definitely going to have to get his permission first. But if, if he says okay, then we'll go ahead and do it. Now, da 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 going to mess with Tim on video. <laughs> All right. See, obviously, obviously, Cajun's already got some plans because Cajun uh, does most of the uh, production work for uh, for Ron over here. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I, for one, I'm looking forward to it. I always love doing Ron's show because he's got that timing uh, thing set up for like you know, regular terrestrial radio where we get the break now. We got the soft break. You can start here. No, it's a hard break, hard break. You got to go or we're just going to cut you off. And that was always fun for me. And it actually didn't take as much to get used to as I thought it would because i am been used to doing more of the completely independent thing so I can do whatever. And then if the if the stations that carry the broadcast want to – cut out and put in their ads or whatever they do it and i'm just free-flowing they didn't mind i didn't mind uh, sometimes they would edit different things so I, i'm more used to that and i thought it'd be really hard but uh turns out with the right person helping to do the production and as long as i'm paying attention uh, <laughs> it actually is not that difficult and i was surprised uh, surprised very surprised all right now uh, other things that are going on, and uh, definitely want to uh, at least make mention of a couple of them. First and foremost, I'm not going to get into it uh, too much today, but uh, there is still a GOP stimulus plan that is designed to include another $1,200 checks for millions of Americans. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, the Covington Catholic High School student, Mr. Nick Sandman, settled his $250 million lawsuit with the Washington Post. Uh, I haven't looked too deeply into that, but I heard that story earlier today, and I am kept thinking I need to, to look and see what that settlement looks like. I don't know if they've released uh, any of that information yet. But beyond that, there are some other stories that I definitely want to get into. First and foremost, uh, the Cuomo. You know, not not Chris, not Fredo Cuomo on CNN. Uh, no, Governor of New York, Andrew. Uh, seems that he has decided what constitutes a meal, and he's going to make a big deal about it. Now, the story's been out most of the day. Uh, a relatively recent update uh, from an administration spokesperson, uh, Jack Stern, uh, tweeted out uh, that uh, regarding Governor Cuomo's chicken wings remark, and it's such a clever remark, uh, it says, quote, sorry, folks, just went to the tape and sounds to me wings was on the listing of substantive foods. Uh, to be a bar, you have to have food available. 
soups, sandwiches, etc. More than hors d'oeuvres, chicken wings. To be clear, guidance allows wings and hot dogs too. Okay, so <laughs> the idea here is, oh no, we're not saying that you can't serve them. It's just that that doesn't constitute it. You have to get more. Now, this has been one of the most messed up things that I have seen in a long time. Uh, well, yeah, as far as how into the weeds an elected office holder wants to get with a particular issue. I mean, literally, I, I get the idea that this is kind of a punchback, really, but here's the deal. So Cuomo, in his infinite wisdom, decided that if you want to be open as a bar – and we all know this part of the story, but I, I'm setting the, the stage again. Decided if you want to be open as a bar, you have to serve food too. Why? I don't know. What, what does that have to do with anything? Literally, what, what does it have to do with – eating food increases your interaction with other people at said bar. So it actually increases the chances of you failing to social distance and – Increases the odds that you may, in fact, be exposed to COVID-19 while you're at said bar. Probably not significantly, but it does increase the odds because it forces additional interaction. So it seems like it's the same type of forward thinking that a certain New York governor was utilizing when he decided to send elderly Americans into nursing homes even though they had COVID, and those nursing homes weren't prepared to safely handle and isolate COVID patients. It seems like that same level of forward thinking. It seems to me like if you want to be open, you need to not actually be a bar. You need to be a restaurant. But it literally is saying that in order to be a bar, you have to be a restaurant. That's not the definitions of the words. Of course, you know, I don't know. What am I saying? Seriously, what am I even talking about? We know the left gets to change definitions whenever they feel like it. So maybe that is the definition now. Maybe that's only in the state of New York, but it could be coming to other places. I, I, why am I even questioning the left? Seriously, I should know better by now. So should you. I, I see you guys looking at me with the raised eyebrow looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. About to ask me if I smell what uh, the Cuomo brothers are cooking, and, and no, I, I don't, and I don't want to. Please, please don't ask again. But this whole idea that somehow, uh, <laughs> in reaction, in retaliation, really, a little snub, a lot of these bars created what they called the Cuomo menu items. Uh, that's literally what they were calling Cuomo items or the Cuomo menus. They were like a little bag of grapes. <laughs> I mean, literally, some of them were literally just offering, hey, you get like three grapes. And Cuomo himself has admitted that uh, naturally you can't force the people to eat these things, but they have to order them or you're not allowed to serve them alcohol. Really? Seriously? I mean, why don't you just close the bars? If this is what you're going to do, you're not allowed to drink and have a good time. You gotta eat something, or you're not allowed to do it. So, what's the point? I mean, seriously. Now, granted, 
most of these bar owners want nothing to do with it. The ones that do have kitchens that had kitchens operational before and offered up food, they probably don't mind. It probably is actually driving a little more cash away, but it is. It probably is cutting some of the regular customers too. I mean, it's not like in the state of New York you don't have a reason to buy into some of the panic porn because you got horrible, horrible so-called elected officials. I call them that. I'm not about to get to the word leader. There's no leadership. They're supposed to be leading, but they're not leaders. Quick shout out to Bringing It Boy who's joined us in the house. What's up? Now I, I, I was – I was disappointed you weren't first one in the chat room tonight, boy. You, you spoiled me that last time you were first in. <laughs> but Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You, you've got this ridiculous notion that somehow I am King Cuomo and I have given you the edict that you must have substantial food offerings and that just hors d'oeuvres are not sufficient. And your customers must order from this menu or you're not allowed to serve them. I want you to keep in mind for just a few seconds that these are the exact same people that have been accusing the orange man who is bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, Mr. The Donald, Donald J. Trump, of being a fascist, of being an authoritarian. In fact, right now, there's still myth that he sent federal law enforcement to go protect federal buildings to the point that they keep calling them federal troops. They're not troops. They're not military. They want those images going through your head. These are the same people that call Donald J. Trump an authoritarian and a dictatorial banana republic-wielding man who's going to use the riots to declare martial law and prevent the election from happening so he can stay in office. Because clearly, uh, barely there Biden is going to defeat him handily at the ballot box, which is crap, by the way. But there's a ton of folks out there that believe it. There's a ton of polls out there that constantly keep saying, ah, double-digit lead for barely there Biden. <laughs> Homeland writers stoppers. I like that. There is nothing, nothing at all 
authoritarian in anything that Donald Trump has said. In fact, Donald Trump has probably honored the ideology of federalism more than any president previously. I mean, I, I can't even think of somebody who has had more opportunities and more support from both political parties, basically everyone in D.C., to become more dictatorial and has still said no. I mean the only one who even comes close goes all the way back to the beginning when George Washington could have said, uh, yeah, you know, I, just go ahead and fit me for a crowd. Uh, granted, we just fought to get rid of the tyranny of a king, but I'm not a king like he would be a king, and, and I could be a king. He had people trying to talk him into it, did he? He's like, no. No, no that's, that's not what we fought this war for. That is not the road to honoring the promises that we have tried to make in our founding documents. That's the road back into tyranny very quickly. We want to try to avoid tyranny. But in the meanwhile, back fast forward, Donald J. Trump, nobody has been less authoritarian than Donald Trump, even though you are not hard-pressed to go out into the streets of most American cities and ask around if you can find crowds, uh, if you can hear them muffled through their masks. Uh, what do you think about uh, Donald Trump? Orange man bad. What was that? Can, can you – let me step back six feet, and then you can – uh, take your mask to the side a little bit. Orange man bad. Okay, I got you. That's what you think. Why do you think orange man's bad? He's a dictator. He's an authoritarian. Do you even know what these words mean? Clearly not. But again, I, I'm sorry. I'm doing it again. Just a few seconds ago, I was admonishing myself for questioning the left and their instant ability to change the meaning of words. I should know better. You know, I'm I'm just I'm a little old school. I think words have meaning, and that those meanings don't change that much, and and they really shouldn't because that makes it impossible for us to communicate when they do. So I'm 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 just having a hard time. <laughs> He's a winner, and that's racist. <laughs> uh, we, that that is the general feeling uh, amongst those on the left who still can't figure out why they're still losing. They want to keep breaking the rules. They don't understand what the rules are. But this is one of the the leading voices in the chorus that talked about how dictatorial Donald Trump was in uh, Andrew Cuomo, and yet he wants to. He wants to determine what every bar in New York – what every bar in New York has to do before they can serve alcohol. I'm sorry. Isn't that the whole purpose of having a, a license? Isn't that – haven't they jumped through all the hoops and already paid taxes and going to pay a ton more tax? Haven't they done everything that the state has Donned itself the authority to legally require them to do. But no, that's not enough because the governor says. That sounds pretty authoritarian to me. Chicken wings aren't enough. Three grapes and a cube of cheese isn't enough. You've got to have sandwiches. That's the bare minimum of being substantive. Oh, please. Good why why am i not surprised 
Why am I not just sitting here shocked? I mean, I would love to just tune it all out and go watch some sports, but I can't. I can't bear to watch the sports. You know how long I've been waiting for the return of sports, but the only thing that's really back right now is the professional stuff, which I've been turned off of for a while because I saw this left movement uh, fermenting then. Uh, It's been going on for a while, but I still had a passing interest, and it was still better than a lot of crap that's on, say, Bravo, for example. But I can't. Okay, um, we're a bunch of um, people of color who are multi-millionaires, and we're all going to take a knee before a game. And of course, I'm talking about Major League Baseball's opening day at this point, in case you're still wondering. Evidently, for the entirety of the first week, Major League Baseball is going to allow Black Lives Matter uh, stuff to be out on the mound. First time ever they've allowed something political. But, but, but Tim, Tim, they, they've had the American flag out there. The American flag is not political. I'm sorry. The American flag is a symbol of the country, and it's only morons like Colin Kaepernick and the idiots that listen to him who think of the American flag as being a political statement. It's a statement of being, hey, where are you playing at? In the United States. Okay. Fair enough. Now, they've had the flag out there before, but it's not a political statement. It's a celebration of the country. Well, that's political. No, it's not, and baseball shouldn't be either. Nor should the NBA, nor should the NFL, but hey, we get what we get, right? I just – I don't know what I'm going to do if this stuff migrates down to collegiate sports because you know, college sports is still what I enjoy watching more than anything at this point. Uh, I don't know if it's just a southern thing because it seems like a lot of folks in the south kind of feel the same way, whereas once you kind of get north of the Mason-Dixon line, uh, everybody's got their team, and it's all about the pro sports. And you know, college is fine, but it's just a, a, the place where you find the next talent for your team. It's not that passion and enthusiasm that we have down here in the south for college sports. I don't know. I, I've heard some folks make rather insulting comments. That of course, in the South, they like college sports better because they're celebrating the fact that any of them were smart enough to get into college. You better check your role, brother. <laughs> you better back that up, Yankee. <laughs> All right. We are quickly, quickly running out of time for this first hour, which also means, sadly, I'm about to have to say goodbye to all the fine folks listening over at KYAH for the live simulcast. Sorry, guys. I hate that I have to say goodbye. I'm on for another hour at BTR. Not that I'm encouraging anybody to leave, but if you want to hear the rest of the show, be sure to tune in later because that's the great thing about WCET. They're one of the stations that plays rebroadcast of my show. So while you may not get to hear it tonight, you will get to hear it sometime soon. I would imagine over the course of the next week since I'm taking that one-week break. Just saying. All right, so uh, for you folks and for all the folks that are listening on terrestrial radio stations across the country besides, you know, places like KYAH and KDIL and KOII, just to name a few, 
If you're listening to one of those places, that means that chances are you're only getting a one-hour block. So I'm about to have to say goodbye to you now as well. Chances are if you tune in to the exact same time tomorrow, whatever day that happens to be when you're hearing this, there's a really good chance that you will get to hear our number two then. So please remember, come back, listen, be sure to let everybody know. And uh, you know what? In the meanwhile, have a great weekend, guys, uh, uh, or a great upcoming week again, depending on when you're getting to hear this. Know that I will be back after my upcoming one-week uh, hiatus. Probably will have guests with me as well. But for those of you that I do have to say goodbye to right now, I'm going to do what I usually do. And that's remind you right here, right now, whatever you do, don't take a single word that I've said as gospel, not one. Don't take my word for it. Please don't. I want you to go out there and definitely don't take anybody else's word for it either. I want you to go find out for yourself. Put in a little effort. I know, I know it's hard, but it's worth it. I promise. Practice some critical thinking. You know, do those things. But most important of all, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth in the meanwhile please with all the crazy still going on out there stay safe stay healthy and uh be smart even if that kind of goes against your nature i am out for you guys but for the folks who are here live at btr don't go anywhere hour number two starts right after this great weekend everybody have a great friday night above the gun Hear the wind Across the plain There is no fear That I must contain And I'm in the eye Of the hurricane I see the sweat Across his brow Poised to draw in eternal now. The fastest one is the one who's slain. I still stand, got the better aim. And I'm in the eye of the
get a drink But be left alone They tried to take my gun The mayor's new campaign I told them I would leave They pushed me just the same And I'm in the eye Because of foreign wars we wage More to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border Politicians build a new world order Too many minds are Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing uh, with all the usual caveats, of course. And with you, as always, I am indeed your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. 
Uh, it has been one crazy week, boys and girls, and I have to tell you, I have barely held my sanity as I've gone through and has not a thing to do with the world of the political. It's had to do with the world of being a responsible adult, and that's the thing. When you are at the very least attempting to be a responsible adult, you're going to have some weeks like that, and it is great to finally make it to Friday, and I am so happy to see each and every one of you fine folks hanging out in the chat room with me as well have made it. Now, for those of you who are listening uh, in podcasts or for those of you who are listening to the rebroadcast on terrestrial radio at great stations across the country – Stations like KYAH 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority, or WCET 101.7 FM in Columbia, South Carolina, as well as worldwide via WCETFM.com and the app. Stations like KDIL 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington, and KOII 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona. If you're listening to one of those great stations, then for your benefit, the time of the live broadcast, the time that I was first saying all this crazy stuff you're about to hear come out of my mouth, was Friday evening. It is uh, July the 24th. It is 2020, and it is a few brief moments after 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Passed in your show so the Queens could listen a couple of minutes. May. Why don't Tim <laughs> read my show? Uh, Total different system. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, sorry, I'm reading a message from Cajun. Uh, via Skype and uh, evidently evidently we're having some fun tonight not just uh, in the chat room but glad to have you guys here it's great to have everyone hanging out we got Bigfoot in the house now this is not the same Bigfoot that you saw on the progressive commercials where we found out his name was Daryl this is just Bigfoot uh, occasionally referred to as Sasquatch in certain other chat rooms I'm Looking at you, Annie. But Bigfoot is a blogger extraordinaire, and I do not use the terms loosely. I do not offer up that title freely. You must earn it. And as I usually say at the end of the show, I dare you not to take my word for it. Go find out for yourself. You can find his work at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. If you haven't already been there, what in blue blazes are you waiting for? Get yourself over there. We've also got bringing a boy in the house, which means probably somewhere nearby. Suzette is probably listening as well. Uh, if not, that means she's very busy. And in either case, I hope you guys are having a great Friday. Be sure to check out Suzette live. You can find her over at Spreaker. You want to look for the Ideas Are Bulletproof network over there. And uh, well worth your time. Great host. We've got Crazy Cajun still hanging out with me, just trying to make sure I stay on track and don't do anything too stupid so that he can't uh, re-air <laughs> any of this second hour. Uh, sometimes he has his hands full with that. And we've got Chief, host of a great show in his own right, uh, Simple Facts of Life. You can go to blogtalkradio.com. Once you're there, you'll see a little search bar at the top of the page. Put in Simple Facts of Life right there. Uh, hit the search button, then scroll down a little bit, and you're more than likely going to come to a recent episode first. You can go ahead and hit that and start playing. Uh, listen in. 
Or once you're there, you can go ahead and hit the name as it comes up again, and it'll take you back to the show page, and you can scroll through. Or on most Tuesdays, I say most because this past Tuesday was an occasion where Chief was not with us. He surprisingly, despite all his indications to the contrary, evidently has a life, which occasionally takes him away from uh, the responsibilities of keeping us BTR folks entertained. Uh, so uh, anyway, Chief is in the house with us right now. Definitely want to go uh, hit and figure that out and uh, listen in. A lot of great shows. Chief does a fantastic job. But what I love about Chief's bit is he has assigned – I've noticed the numbers sometimes change, however, but he has assigned – it's a lot like if you're a Star Trek fan, you know the uh, the Ferengi rules of acquisition. It's kind of the same thing, but he's assigned the simple facts of life that he's given in a certain order. But he will take either current news issues or pop culture references or sometimes a personal story, and he will – Give you the narrative, and then he'll roll it around and bring you to this great ending place where it ends up demonstrating one of those very simple facts of life. So sometimes it's very simple. You see exactly where he's going, and he makes the case quite convincingly. Sometimes it is a complicated, nuanced story, which, of course, we all like to think that our lives are complicated and nuanced and, and full of great meaning. But he still boils it down and shows how that, too, is an example of a simple fact of life. And it's always worth the listen, always. I highly recommend it. I want to give shout-outs, of course, also to Anna Ubellis. She's the host of Southern Sense Talk Radio. Uh, you can find her right here at BTR. You can find her coming up soon uh, on the WCET. Uh, she's going to be uh, simulcast broadcasting there as well. Uh, she's going to be moving up to, uh, an earlier start time uh, to make that happen. So very soon – I'm I'm nearly convinced that the entirety of the folks that I mentioned, except for maybe the Global Patriot Radio Network folks, are all going to end up on WCET at some point real soon, and that that would be fantastic as far as I'm concerned because uh, a lot of great uh, hosts with a lot of great programming, a lot of great talk. But Eddie Ubellis, one of the best in the business, number 16 on the top talkers list. And uh, just phenomenal, and not, not to even mention how great uh, Curtis is as a co-host. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to Don Smith, host of The Don Smith Show. Again, you can find him at Blog Talk Radio. Do the exact same thing that you did for Chief earlier, uh, except put in The Don Smith Show, uh, where, of course, it's okay to be a conservative. He's on uh, for a couple of hours on Saturday. starts at noon Eastern. I realize I didn't give you Annie's website when I uh, went through all that spill. So getting back to Southern Sense, go southern Sense. Dot com, best place to listen to her. Uh, you can figure out how you would prefer to. All right, who's else? Who else? Uh, Rod Eccles, of course, fantastic. Josh Bernstein, I believe, is uh, uh, getting fired back up and about to start his TV show back up. I definitely recommend you checking out the Josh Bernstein show. Uh, Ron Edwards, of course, it goes without saying. He's practically my co-host here. Uh, he's on so often these days. Uh, definitely worth checking those guys out. You can check out Rod Eccles at rodeckles.net. And, of course, theronedwards.com is the best place to go uh, boogie down with Rod Edwards. I'd also like to take a quick second before I jump into the next story to remind you again 
This will be the last live broadcast of Tap Into The Truth for a week. For a week. I'm, I'm taking next week off. No Sunday show live. No Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday show. I'll return a week from Sunday. However, if if that's too long, if you guys miss me in that time frame, you will get one opportunity on Sunday to hear me live for an hour. It's not going to be here on BTR, unfortunately, but you can go to WCETFM.com, and then starting from 2 to 3, I'm going to be on live as I'm going to sit in the golden chair behind the dulcet microphone as I said in for Ron Edwards as he will be taking that Sunday off. And so, yes, the Ron Edwards American experience, a la tapping into some truth. That's what we'll be doing this Sunday. <laughs> All right, so now let's get started, uh, shall we? want to, again, thank everybody who's hanging out with me. I uh, wanted to clear up one little order of business uh, from the last hour. Of course, this is the second hour of the live broadcast, and uh, that is Bigfoot mentioned that it's been state law in Virginia that bars must serve food. And, and please understand, I don't have an issue with bars being required to serve food or to have food available. In fact, most bars have always served some type of hors d'oeuvre level stuff because – it helps them to sell more alcohol. That's why wings are so popular in bars uh, and uh, other similar items, usually very popular in these bars too. But it's almost always hors d'oeuvres type, uh, appetizer type stuff. You don't want to get too heavy because you want to keep enough room for the drinking. But the grease and stuff it keeps your stomach settled. It keeps you from getting drunk as quickly so people will drink more. It's a good deal for the bars. And so I don't have a problem with them doing it. What I have a problem with – it's the fact that it's not been a requirement in accordance with state law previously in New York, the way to operate the way Cuomo is demanding it be done. He's went so far as to say that appetizers alone aren't going to cut it, and none of this has been passed by legislation. It's been by executive authority which I'm pretty sure he doesn't have that level of executive authority. So again, I just wanted to point out the irony of the people who were leading the choir of how Trump is a fascist behaving much more like a fascist than Trump has ever acted. So just wanted to reiterate that point. But I don't have a problem with the state of New York passing whatever laws they want to. It doesn't bother me. I don't go to the state of New York enough for it to matter. It's been quite a while since I've been there. Beautiful place, by the way, and I love it. I love visiting. I don't want to stay much longer than a week because with my southern uh, sensibilities, a week is about as long as I can stand it. Uh, but it's always been a case of spending – Time It was always business trips before, so we were always staying over in Weehawken, New Jersey, and riding the ferry across uh, to, to go work trade shows at the Javits Center. And so we would be in Manhattan, and then, of course, we would uh, travel about when the sh trade shows were done. We'd go and uh, visit the various areas, but very rarely did we leave Manhattan completely. We might be uptown, might be downtown, might be going to Chinatown or Little Italy. Oh, and 
I love the restaurants in Little Italy, Little Italy, by the way. Some of the best Italian food you'll find outside of Italy. But uh, all that being said, I don't have a problem with them legislating whatever they want. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. I don't live there. What bothers me is a governor who seems to think he's a king and who doesn't even follow his own rules. He, he lays these edicts out, and he literally defied his own rules because he gave somebody a hug. I, I saw that headline earlier, and I'm like, what? What's the deal? He gave somebody a hug without a mask on? What? I don't get it. All right, so uh, – couple of stories I definitely want to get to before this hour uh, is over, and if I don't stop blathering and get to them, I'm not going to. Uh, breaking news uh, here in just the last little bit uh, since I've been on air starting at the first hour. Uh, a judge has rejected the state of Oregon's request for temporary restraining orders on federal agents. Surprise, surprise. So what we've had is just a little while ago, United States District Judge rejected the state of Oregon's request for a temporary restraining order to clamp down on federal agents in Portland, Oregon. Judge Michael W. Mosman wrote in his statement the following, <clears throat> quoting now. Now, I, I have no idea what uh, Judge Mosman sounds like, but I imagine when he's in judge mode, it's a lot like this. Through its motion, Oregon seeks a temporary restraining order that would require the defendants to identify themselves and their agency before detaining and arresting any person off the streets in Oregon. Explain to any person being arrested or detained that she is subject to arrest or detention and explain the basis for the seizure and to refrain from arresting protesters without probable cause or a warrant. Now, I'm going to pause for a second and ponder. And a lot of the instances of the people being snatched up on the streets of Portland are people that were leaving the violent riots that were attempting to destroy the federal courthouse. If you saw them there and then you see them leaving, I think that reasonably constitutes probable cause. Just saying, I mean, maybe I'm missing something somewhere. Maybe it's just me. You know, I, I'm the first to admit I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a member of law enforcement. So maybe there's some ether out there that I just don't get personally, but kind of think that probable cause is met in that scenario. Could just be me. I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, Mosman also explained that one of the most difficult tasks for law enforcement in a free country like ours is to support robust protests while still maintaining order through lawful methods. This is even more challenging when the subject of the protest concerns police tactics. It is not unusual following major protests that some of the people involved to allege 
that the police crossed a line, a constitutional line, in the course of their interactions. It is also common for these interactions to result in lawsuits with protesters contending the police violated their First and Fourth Amendment rights and and seeking redress by money damages and uh, injunctive relief. There is a well-established body of law paving the way for such lawsuits to move forward in federal court. Then the judge simply said, this is not such a lawsuit. <laughs> I mean, that, that is literally the, uh, the judicial equivalent of a smack in the face and a mic drop. <laughs> uh, they, these things sometimes happen, and sometimes there's merit. Uh, not today. <laughs> that is what the judge said. Morseman, uh, ex, uh, Morseman says exactly why, however, after that. He didn't leave it at that end. He explained why, saying that, quote, although it involves allegations of harm done to protesters by law enforcement, no protester is a plaintiff here, and it is not seeking redress for any harm that has been done to protesters. Instead, it seeks an injunction against future conduct, which is also an extraordinary form of relief. Now, the judge at this point noted that the second issue required a, quote, very particularized showing in order to have standing, but the state had not presented one. Meaning you don't have standing to make the argument that you're making. Remember how we're always talking about how our judicial system's got this funky thing showing that before you can file a lawsuit, you have to prove that you are an injured party? That's the case here. Uh, The state has not been injured by the federal government's uh, actions here. So, yeah, zero standing. I kind of like that. The judge also continued by saying, quote, first, while the complaint paints a picture of numerous protesters being seized from the streets of Portland by unidentified agents, the state's evidence in this brief hearing consists of just two examples. The state has presented just one example of an arrest without probable cause and one example of an unreasonable seizure. That's the sum total of the evidence before me that underpins the legal injuries the state asserts in its brief. Mosman then states a little bit later, quote, two features of this case make the standing analysis unusual. First is the fact that in a typical case, Alleging these types of constitutional harms, the aggrieved individual would sue on his own behalf. Here, however, the state of Oregon, by way of Attorney General Ellen Rosenbaum, has brought a suit alleging these same kinds of constitutional claims on a theory that they harm the state's citizenry writ 
large. Second, Oregon does not seek to redress past harms, as would be the norm in an individual claim of this type. But rather, the state seeks to enjoin future conduct. Both of these features, the identity of the plaintiff and the nature of the request remedy, render the standing inquiry an unusually high bar to clear. Mossman concluded in a little statement by saying, quote, the state has not met its burden to show that it has standing to seek injective relief, and I find that it does not have that standing. The state's motion is therefore denied as a temporary restraining order is unavailable on the record presented here. So sorry, Oregon. The orange man bad defense doesn't work today. <laughs> the judge sounds like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Thank you, Chief. Uh, that's kind of what I was going for. This is the great and powerful Oz. Or at least the silly guy behind the microphone. It's Friday, guys. It's Friday, and I'm feeling good. I do have to work the day job tomorrow, though, so it's even though it is Friday, technically, it's not the weekend just yet. Going to have to try to get some rest that I normally don't do on a Friday because I want to go in early, actually, and try to get done early and have salvage for the day. But anyway, I find it, I find it a little exhilarating to get to read a story like this, though, and, and to get to, to, to see the nuances, to hear a judge actually talk about standing in a way that makes sense. To hear a judge actually uh, take the side of the federal government when it comes to a state against a state issue. Now, some people will be like, but Tim, you always talk about states' rights, and I do, and I believe in states' rights. I believe in the Tenth Amendment. I believe that the federal government oversteps its bounds on a fairly regular basis, but I also believe that these riots are being allowed to destroy cities and We've got a situation coming up this weekend where we literally have a mayor in a major U.S. city out west who has told her police that effective as of midnight first thing on Friday – no, I'm sorry, first thing Saturday, midnight tonight when the clock flips over to Saturday, they're not allowed to use crowd control tactics. They're not allowed – to wear the same protective gear that they normally would wear to a regular call, let alone riot control. You know, I seeing Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago talk about how they're not letting troops in and then behind the scenes working a deal to get federal uh, assistance into the streets of Chicago. That's one thing. I'm virtue signaling in front of the camera, but y'all showed up at my house. And it's funny, isn't it? It's funny how in Oakland and in uh, some other cities, uh, like now Chicago, that these – these well, I don't want to call them anarchists because you know they're, they're not about anarchy really. If you want to look at the true definition of anarchy, they're trying to create some anarchy on the streets right now, but they're full-on authoritarian. 
anarchists, really, if you want to look at the the philosophy of anarchy, they don't want any authority. So to be authoritarian is kind of the opposite of anarchist. Technically, are we going to parse the words though? I don't want to call them rioters. Because they're not all rioting. Some of them are just making threats. There are criminals. What if we just use the word criminal? There's not very many peaceful protesters left. Most of them have taken their ball and went home. They realize whatever they were protesting peacefully has been hijacked. It's been taken from them. It doesn't exist anymore. Nobody's doing nothing over George Floyd anymore. People just occasionally randomly mention his name as if somehow they're still trying to honor him. They're not, and most folks realize that at this point. But it's amazing how when some of these mayors are all, yeah, we support it. Yeah, we're even gonna we're even gonna march with you. How how bad of a person am I? How bad of a person am I that I chuckled a little bit when I heard about Mayor Wheeler? <laughs> marching with the protesters and uh, getting caught up in some tear gas. I'm sorry, I enjoyed that. Mayor Wheeler has, for somebody that, again, I, I really doesn't affect me in the least, it just kills me that this man turned over the streets of his city to Antifa a long time ago. They're running that city. He's not. Time to go to the Amish way of life. Does that include the Amish mafia side of it too? Ah, <laughs> oh. all right. Well, uh, Suzette, let me know that uh, boy that it's actually boy's birthday. He decided to spend part of it listening to the show. So thank you. I am very honored. By the way, today I, I mentioned at the top of the first hour, today's also my oldest daughter's birthday. Not my oldest, my youngest daughter's birthday. My youngest daughter turned 18 today. And again, it's just like, where did the time go? She's the youngest one. And now she's legally an adult. Where did all my tax deductions go? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, that's just a happy birthday, uh, boy. Uh, <laughs> and thank you so much for uh, spending some of that very valuable birthday time uh, right here. I, I, that uh, It does mean a lot to me. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm a little surprised, though. I mean, uh, my birthday, I wouldn't be listening to me. <laughs> All right, so now we've uh, we're at the halfway point of the hour, so I'm going to switch gears and we'll we'll hit a different topic. Uh, but before we do that, going to do the Edwards Notebook, you know, the usual stuff. So you guys don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be uh, right back. Abigail Disney, the grandniece of Disneyland and Disney World creator Walt Disney, along with Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream co-founder Jerry Greenfield, is calling for all governments, local, state, and federal, to raise taxes on the wealthy to fund the Corona China virus recovery. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, for those who buy into the class envy concept of going after the productive to give their wealth to the idle, don't believe the hype. The very wealthy will always find ways to move their wealth around to avoid overtaxation. 
But Ms. Disney is actually advocating raising taxes for everyone except those on assistance. But when taxes are raised, economic activities decrease, and as a result, fewer new businesses open and fewer new jobs are created. And over the long haul, tax revenues shrink in all of human history. Raising taxes has never brought about the cure of a virus. Just aside, taxes do not improve government funding in the long run. Check out the truth, America. I'm Ron Edwards. Also, check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins for your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. Did you know that the VA drastically expanded telehealth during the pandemic? Telehealth allows you to stay in your home and visit with the doctor. Prior to the outbreak of the epidemic, the VA system conducted about 2,500 telehealth video sessions daily. Today, it's increased a thousand percent with more than 25,000 telehealth calls every day. Here's your veterans tip of the day. Make contact with your local VA facility and find out how you can enroll in telehealth. It'll improve the quality of your care. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us Veterans Tip of the Day. Hello, America. This is Tim Tapp for the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Do you believe that calling COVID-19 the Wuhan virus is racist? Do you think that passing laws to prohibit hormone blockers and transgendered surgeries to minors is bigoted? Do you believe that there is no reason whatsoever to question Joe Biden's current mental status? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you don't understand the difference between describing where something comes from and racism. You've also demonstrated the fact that you don't understand that protecting children from potential lifelong harm is actually the job of adults. And you've also demonstrated that you've clearly not been paying any attention whatsoever to Joe Biden over the last several months. But then again... Who can really blame you? Yes, in fact, if you said yes to any of the questions I just asked you, instead of going to go vote, maybe you should just keep being a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. That's right. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, you should just stay home on Election Day. Because they invaded another country and and asked a significant portion of called Crimea. Right. He's saying that it was President my boss it's his fault. We hold these truths to be self evident. All men and women created by go you know the you know the thing.
I listen to WCET every day because it's the most tremendous radio station in America. You heard the man. Nothing better. WCET FM talk radio like no other. Late Nighters, make sure you check us out on all our social media pages. You can find them at the very bottom of the website under Our Supporters. And make sure you suggest us to one friend and, well, ask that friend to do the same, and you become the resistance. Hello, America. This is Tim Tapp with the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Are you someone that believes that COVID-19 is legitimate grounds for an all-mail-in ballot in the upcoming 2020 presidential election? Are you someone that believes that voter ID laws are nothing more than an attempt to disenfranchise minority voters? Do you believe that the Electoral College delegates should be forced to vote in the same fashion as the results of the national general election, regardless of the outcome of the vote in the home states in which these people are sent to represent? Then congratulations. You've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you are so apathetic to what's necessary to ensure the integrity of the election that you clearly don't care how people vote anyway. And you've demonstrated that you don't understand the nature of the Constitution and why the Electoral College was created in the first place. Spoiler alert, it was to help protect minority voices. It was designed to make sure that three or four cities in just five states didn't determine every election. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you said yes to any of those questions, maybe you should just put on a face mask and sign up for an online Constitution class. I would recommend Hillsdale Constitution 101. This is Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, maybe you should just stay home on Election Day. The Founding Fathers were true visionaries who understood the corrupt nature of government. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the founders understood that if Americans did not maintain good moral standards and high-quality education, the republic would devolve into a mobocracy of self-centered elites seeking to rule over and dominate we the people, while at the same time utilizing barbaric mobs of misguided souls who contribute to the elite's goal of instability in order to tighten the grip of government power over we the people. The founders were wary of institutional threats to liberty and the citizen's sovereignty, which included centralized concentrations of power, monarchy, central banks, federal agencies, etc., and the tyranny of corruption unleashed by small-minded, self-interested, greedy grifters who saw all elected officers and positions of government influence as nothing more than means to increase their own private wealth. 
the greedy drifters of today are only in government to serve their own petty interests while not letting any crisis like Corona China virus or the death of George Floyd go to waste. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back after that slightly longer than usual break. I just tried to collect my thoughts and reading the chat room as we went along. Uh, Bigfoot asked if my uh, 18-year-old daughter will be voting for Trump. I have a hard time believing she would do anything else. (laughs) We have a lot of political conversations, but usually we address topics and issues. I try not to get into the, yes, this person is this, but I will point out when the false attacks take place what uh, the actual information is and show the spin. So she's caught on to this and uh, actually cuts through the minutia pretty well on her own these days. And uh, to answer your question, I think, yes, she came home the other day from a uh, shopping trip with her sister And she was all proud to show me that she had got a really good deal on multiple Trump 2020 hats. So (laughs) she was really excited and thought that I would be so happy to see that. So I I know that she did that on her own. I'm pretty sure that's not just an attempt to make her daddy happy. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure she will. Uh, Definitely making sure that she is registered and that uh, the vote is on. Uh, of course, Chief uh, commented earlier because uh, bringing it, boy, it's his birthday. So again, happy birthday, boy! Uh, glad to have you here on your birthday. But the Chief commented saying that that he listens to me on his birthday uh, because I'm so mind-numbing that he can forget how old he's getting. So see there, I'm I'm still providing a valuable service even in the complete and total tedium that is by show. <laughs> so. There you have it. Now, a uh, great point, and since it's in lower caps, well, since it's not in all caps, I, I understood now that that means that it's Suzette. Suzette commented saying Joe Biden was waiting for him to show up at his last virtual rally. So I like it. So Joe Biden's waiting for uh, for folks to show up. <laughs> Welcome to the virtual reality. Uh, anyway, just it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I like it. Now, I definitely wanted to get to this story. If I can sneak anything else in afterwards, we will. I don't know. I'm probably going to get a little carried away with this one, though. I probably should have done this uh, before the breaking news, but it was breaking news, so it's not often I get to do breaking news. I need to get a sound effect for that. I need to get one. They're easy enough to get. I'm actually surprised uh, that Cajun hasn't already sent me one, some type of breaking news sound effect. But anyway. Uh, this is something I, I got a kick out of this, and I just have to share it. Uh, again, nothing I've talked about tonight uh, falls into the usual range where I uh, scour the internet. And, you know, we'll talk about some hot topics, and I'll sneak in some stories that are being undercoveraged. And I really enjoy doing the undercoverage stuff because I honestly believe that uh, more stuff should be covered better than what it is. But uh, this one is one I just I have to talk about. Evidently, some congressmen have officially introduced a bill that would have the Democratic Party change its name or 
be barred from participating in the House due to past support of slavery and the Confederacy. So, uh, yeah, one of my favorites currently is Louis Gomer. Uh, he's, of course, a, a Republican from the great state of Texas, and I just love listening to Louis talk. He doesn't back down. He doesn't take – he is a quintessential lone star, full-blown Texan, and I love it. Evidently, Louis is getting uh, credit for introducing this bill uh, that happened on Thursday. That would be yesterday as of the time of the live broadcast. Uh, you'll have to adjust based on whenever you're hearing this, if you're getting a rebroadcast or if you're listening via podcast, whenever that may have happened for you. This was Thursday of this week. Today, of course, being Friday, July 24th, 2020. Uh, so it was yesterday as of the live broadcast. I think I said that already. Anyway, he represent, <laughs> represented – he introduced this bill uh, on the floor of the House of Representatives that, of course, would ban the Democratic Party due to its party's history of having supported slavery and the Confederacy, saying, quote, that is the standard to which they're holding everyone else. So the name change needs to occur. And I personally think they should change their name to uh, that party – that supported slavery and the Confederacy, you know, a lot like the uh, Washington football team. <laughs> name change as the Washington football team. We need to do the design on the logo. I know a lot of folks have jumped on this, but instead of the WFT, it should be the WTF because seriously, guys – but in much the same vein, I mean, we, we talked Wednesday night about – or was it Wednesday? It might have been Tuesday night now that I think about it. But we talked Tuesday night, or it was one of the nights this week, about how some of the woke folks have finally caught on to the fact that Margaret Sanger was a racist, that she was a eugenicist, which means uber-racist, in case you're not familiar – so some of them have decided it's time for Margaret Sanger's name to come off of associations with Planned Parenthood because they're not about. They're not prepared. They're not willing to give up that organization that helps to preserve their – with air quotes here – right to murder the preborn. So you know, they just have to, to distance it from the problematic people. I mean, you got some Gen Zers who know how to use uh, Google for something other than to go to Pornhub, uh, so they're doing some of their own fact-checking. They're actually doing what I say to do at the end of every show. They're not taking my word for it. They're going and checking it out, and when they check it out, they find out I was telling them the truth, so that's cool. So they find out Margaret Sanger says, so they, they're trying to, to make that change. Well, this is the same kind of deal, isn't it? So uh, back to uh, – Back to Gomer's bill. He said, quote, whereas on June 18th, 2020, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi ordered the removal from the Capitol portraits of four previous speakers of the House who served in the Confederacy, saying that these portraits set back our nation's work to confront and combat bigotry. The men depicted in those portraits were Democrat Robert M. T. Hunter, Democrat Howell Cobb, Democrat James L. Orr, and Democrat Charles 
F. Crisp. Now, you see what Louis did there? See, Louis did what I would have done. Louis did what Suzette would have done. Louis did what Chief would have done. Sounding as though he's merely mentioning who they were, he made the point that each and every one of them were Democrats. I like that. That's good. It's important that people get the historical grasp. And you know what else? Those Gen Zers that are now after Margaret Sanger, they're going to realize that there's truth in this too. Now, back to uh, the statement here. Quote, resolved that the Speaker of the House of Representatives shall remove any item that named, symbolized, or mentions any political organization or party that has ever held a public position that supported slavery or the Confederacy from any area within the House wing of the Capitol or any House office building and shall donate such item or symbol to the Library of Congress and two, that any political organization or party that has ever held a public position that supported slavery of <laughs> supported slavery of the Confederacy shall either change its name or be barred from participation in the House of Representatives. At that point, Representative Louis Gilmer of Texas concluded by saying, with that, I would yield back. Now, that is just absolutely great. It's great because, again, it without doing the I'm beating you over the head with a two-by-four tactics we get from the left, it is still fighting fire with fire. It is a case of showing how ridiculous these people have become. Now, on the one hand, I kind of like them being all out there and open about how ridiculous they are because it makes them easier to beat. But on the other hand, them being allowed to continue to be as obnoxious and ridiculous and to pursue the ideology of the cancel culture does allow them to continue to become a little more mainstream. So more and more people are starting to think that it's okay to do that, and unfortunately… We're past the tipping point where we can just talk our way back. I, I honestly believe that. Now, I, I used to think that we can save the republic just by communicating. Well, it's going to take a different form of communication. Now, talking isn't going to be enough. It's fighting the fire with the fire, and that's what Louis Gomer did here. It's not going to be until their own set of rules, their own set of standards turns around and takes a big old bite out of their backside that they're going to realize, hey, wait a minute. And for some of them, it's not even going to happen then. They're going to have to get bit a few times before they start to realize, yeah, maybe this wasn't the fairest thing. But we're to the point where that's going to be it. You can't just try to communicate with verbiage. It's, it's not going to be enough anymore. It is – Sadly, where we're at now in a tweet a little bit later, uh, Gomer wrote, quote, the time has come for Democrats to acknowledge their party's loathsome and bigoted past and consider changing their party name to something that isn't so blatantly and offensively tied to slavery 
Jim Crow, discrimination, and the KKK. Hashtag cancel Democrats. Isn't Louie the best? Uh, quoting again here uh, from Gomer said in a separate statement, uh, as outlined in the resolution, a great portion of the history of the Democratic Party is filled with racism and hatred. Since people are demanding we rid ourselves of the entities, symbols, and reminders of these repugnant aspects of our past, then the time has come. For Democrats to acknowledge their party's loathsome and bigoted past and consider changing their party name to something that isn't so blatantly offensive. Tied with slavery, Jim Crow, discrimination, and the Ku Klux Klan. See, he keeps hammering the point away. Well, what is, what is the rule? I, you guys help me out. with it. You have to say something three times before you can expect somebody to actually go do it. Like I have to mention, uh, go visit PatriotMusic.com. You've got to say that at least three times uh, in a repetitious fashion before you can really expect people to, to go do it. Visit TapIntoTheTruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, IntoTheTruth.com. Go visit TapIntoTheTruth today. Check out the latest information on the page, and while you're there, check out some of uh, the, the affiliates. Visit my Patriot Supply, visit Hero Soap, and some of the other great affiliates that are on the site. Visit them too. That's right. Tap into the truth. That's T A P P into the truth.com. Go visit right now. So you guys feel motivated to go visit at some point. Louis kept hammering away at it on multiple occasions, and that seems to be the world. Now, Gomer concluded with that. Uh, well, before the conclusion, let, let me uh, let me backtrack a little bit. Before the conclusion, he also said in a statement, as the country watches violent leftists burn our cities, tear down our statues, and call upon every school, military base, and city street to be renamed, it's important to note that past atrocities these radicals claim to be so violently offensive were largely committed by members in good standing – of the Democratic Party. Whether it be supporting the most vile forms of racism or actively working against civil, right civil rights legislation, Democrats in this country perpetrated these abhorrent forms of discrimination and violence practically since the party's inception. Now he concluded his statement by saying, quote, to avoid triggering innocent bystanders by the racist past of the Democratic Party, I would suggest they change their name. That is the standard to which they're holding everyone else. So the name change needs to occur. I, I have a hard time arguing. <laughs> now, I've already got some uh, recommendations in the chat room. Uh, we've got from Chief a recommendation of the Democratic Party should change their name to Riot Support Party. Anybody else in the chat room? Uh, while I still have about a minute and a half before I have to start winding things down. <laughs> Water bottles, not rocks throwers party. <laughs> uh, sadly, the name Communist Party is already taken. <laughs> 
Hashtag walk away three months ago, 3,000. Now they're at 3.9 million. Uh, that's actually pretty good news. Gomer mic drop on the house floor. It is great. I I really, really enjoy Louis Gomer. Always have. I don't know why this man isn't one of the uh, party leaders. He should be. <laughs> uh, the hypocrite party. Well, you know, while it would certainly be effective, I think there's plenty of folks that have an R at the end of their name that also – uh, could make a legitimate claim for that. I'm looking at you, Mitt Romney. <laughs> I, so, uh, yeah, there's uh, not a bad suggestion, but I think there's competition uh, for both on that one. Um, anybody else before we uh, lock her down for the day? Because those are pretty good. I, I, although I think, sadly, the Communist Party is already taken is probably uh, probably the best one. Uh, Tranis party. Yeah, yeah that's it's about right. That's about right. I, I'm digging it. All right. So I uh, tell you what, guys. If, wherever you're listening at, if you feel like you've got a winner on that one, uh, reach out to me and let me know. Uh, I will be sure to share it uh, on Sunday when I'm filling in for Ron Edwards. A quick reminder again for the folks who were here late: no new tap into the truth after tonight for a week i won't be on sunday tuesday wednesday or friday i will be back next sunday not this upcoming sunday but a week from sunday but for those of you that can't wait that long i will be filling in for ron edwards on the ron edwards american experience on sunday so if you want to go to wcetfm.com and listen in from two to three eastern I will be sitting in for Ron Edwards on Sunday, and then that's going to be it for me for a week. So uh, you guys be sure to check that out. In the meanwhile, as is always the case, please don't take my word for it, not for one single little bit of it. Go ahead, do your own research, but most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, with everything going on out there, ladies and gentlemen, please do me a few small favors. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, be smart, even if that kind of goes against your uh, nature. Uh, that's it for now. You guys have a great weekend. In fact, have a great upcoming week, please. Uh, I know you guys will not uh, be uh, will not be too troubled without me, but uh, just remember, uh, if it does get to where you're missing me i'll be back soon you guys have a great week and uh you know what i, I gotta say it I, i'm out uh happy birthday one more time uh, to boy and uh, thanks to all you guys for hanging out with me tonight as always i appreciate it be sure to check out patriotmusic.com when you get the chance as well and uh you know if you decide to make a purchase while you're there let matt know i sent you in the meanwhile Please visit tapintothetruth.com. I'll probably still be posting stuff there. And, and uh, you know what? If I don't do it now, I'm not going to. I'm out. Good night, y'all.
states If you are armed, you say gun control Is using both hands Founders knew the Second Amendment Was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact So we'd never become sheep Is using both hands Well I prefer the free awake to the tiny two to three Give me more than a thousand yards to protect my family Using both hands.